listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey. As you can see, I'm shooting from home. Um, hi, everybody. I hope you're having a super week. I really missed you guys. I have had amazing guests that recently have joined me and talked about mental health and talked about entrepreneurship and building minority dollars. And then I thought, I haven't talked to my fam in a long time. And I want to hear from you guys. I love my podcast because it allows me to connect with you. And not only do I get to talk to fabulous people that tell us how to be more encouraged in our lives and how to be more adventurous in our life, but I also want to talk to you about your personal lives and any ways that I can help. So I remember back when there was this time where there wasn't a pandemic and you would sit around with your circle of friends and you guys would actually talk about your problems and just kind of vent. And somebody in the room, anybody, but it was a trusted group, would speak up on whatever the problem was, maybe add their insight, maybe add a funny story, maybe just share their own personal concerns. And always I'd walk out feeling better when I used to be able to do that with my friends. Because I can't do that anymore, I want to make sure that I can provide this for you guys. So welcome to Fam Questions on Listen Honey, where I answer all of your guys' questions that you sent me through my DM. So thank you so much for sending me the questions. Thank you for giving me permission to play your questions here. The names are going to be anonymous, but um, I love your audio questions because I can hear more specifically how you ask these things that you want me to answer. All right, so let's get into it. Marav is on deck helping me play the questions. Marav, let's hear the first one. Um, I want to ask a question, not necessarily for myself, but more so to help to start the conversation for other people too, which is um, what advice would you have for people that are dealing with their family members or dealing with trauma or they're dealing with coming to the phase in adulthood where you are realizing things that happened in your past and you want to get closure to be a better human being and you want to confront those individuals, not necessarily to be um, combative, but just to have that closure. What advice would you give to other people to be able to do that in their own lives? Thank you for that question. So there was a bit of air in the question, so I'm going to repeat just in case for those of you who didn't hear, but um, this listener was asking, how do you confront a family member that you've had trauma with? How do you confront them and, um, I mean, basically, how do you do that in a way that you can, you know, move on from? So, the, obviously, the most direct thing I can think about is the time that it took for me to confront my mom about my sexual abuse. I took, let's see, my sexual abuse started when I was around nine, and I confronted her two years ago, so that's 30 years yeah, about 30 years. And I'm really proud of myself. I don't think that it took too long. I am so thankful for the time that it took for me to wait because I was, I was more ready to face whatever my mom had to give me than if I approached her at 20 or 30. And the reason why I say that is because if you're going to confront every, any of your family members, it's for you. Confronting a family member or a, a person about your trauma is always for your healing. Don't ever expect that that person is going to respond to you in a way that's going to help you to actually heal or help close a door. It doesn't. And, and, and they might not. And so that's a false expectation to have. Instead, 
What I did expect is for me to face that brave moment of letting my mom know how it made me feel when she didn't believe me. It made me feel like I did my part by telling her about a family member that we should not be trusting and that we should have blackballed a long time ago. It made me feel closure for myself to see my mom's eyes as I let her know that you have hurt me. And I don't want this to happen again. And I already forgive you for not knowing what you should have done. So whatever you say beyond this, I'm already moved on. But I need you to know because we need to protect my cousins and my nieces and my nephews and the people after me in our family. So I just want to say, I I wanted to give you my thought process so that it possibly helps you to think about why you want to do this for yourself. If your goal is to, I want to get that person back. I want to make them feel so bad. I want them to say sorry to me. You know, those are... While those are great things to have, if it happens, it's not what to expect. So I just encourage you to get to that place where you really, truly feel, I could confront that person and I just want to speak and I just want them to listen and that's it. And whatever they say to me, even imagine the worst thing that they'll say to you. And if you're okay with it, not okay with it, but you're, you're still glad you said and, and confronted them, then you're good. I hope that makes sense. Um, Because I honestly was ready for my mom to say, I don't know what to do. I was ready for her to say, well, why did you tell me now? It's too late. And I would have been like, okay, well, I'm telling you now because of this. Not like, how could you say that to me? That's so hurtful. Because I had to get to that place where I was ready for anything. So I hope that helps. Um, Let's get the next question in, Marav. Hey, Jamie. I would love to know what are three books that have changed your perspective? Because every time you talk about a book on the reel, I've loved it so far. So I would love to know um, what are three that just after you read them, like there is such a change in your attitude or change in your actions. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you for listening to the books that I recommend on the reel. I used to have a book club. It was called My Book Club, M-A-I Book Club. And I... I've gotten so busy with work and honestly this podcast that I haven't been able to commit to it, but I do want to put this soft plug out here. My best friend, Ali Trowbridge is making an amazing book company called Copper. It's a book club company. She has a way that we can create our own book clubs and has an app that we can exchange books, keep track of books, exchange notes, connections, speak to each other through it. It's a, it's a whole amazing platform for readers like us. So I'm going to get back to my book club when, when Allie comes out with her, her, um, her app, Copper. Look out for it. Okay, top three books right off the top of my head when you say things that have changed my perspective. Most of the time, almost every book I read, I love that I can gain something from it, right? But in this case, the one I can think off the top of my head is the first book that ever opened my eyes to books is Flowers for Algernon, was Flowers for Algernon. It's an amazing book that tells the tale of a man who started out with special needs and he goes through this scientific experiment, kind of like a lab rat, where they make him a genius. And the book is so, in a genius way, it's written in his words while he has special, when he's, while he has special needs to the point where he's just speaking in such philosophical ways that it's almost hard to keep up and understand. And then slowly something happens and it changes the way he writes in the book. And it really taught me about empathy. From now on, ever since I read that book, when I meet people, I don't just judge them for the way that they act towards me. It's really hard for me to, to 
um, take somebody at face value. I think I'm using the term right. But if somebody's really rude to me in the beginning or if they're a little awkward or they're rude, I just kind of take it and then I just make no mental note of it for next time. So next time if I see them, if it continues, then I go, okay, they're probably this type of a person, rude, abrupt, whatever, whatever. But it doesn't get to me. I'm just like, everybody's got their own thing. People are, you know, people can just have social anxiety to actually having a condition where they just don't deal well in public. People have all sorts of, you know, ways of communicating that come off different in different cultures. So, you know, I just don't judge anymore. And I'm really thankful for that book. The second book that I really love is called Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay. I love this book. Bad Feminist is a book that makes you comfortable with the ways that you can be a feminist. Like most people think, you know, I'm just going super, you know, cutthroat, but a feminist is someone who can't listen to music that is misogynistic or, you know, that degrades women, that you can't, you know, enjoy a relationship where you can be a little bit more submissive to your man or let your man do the things that men should do and women shouldn't. It's just, it's just this book that's so introspective about one woman's journey, which is Roxanne Gay, the author on how she's a feminist and how you can be a feminist in different ways and still like and enjoy and partake in things. But still, that doesn't mean that, you know, we're giving permission to just trample all over us. So I love that book. And then the third one I really like is Good Self, Bad Self by Judy Smith. This book is so good. I read it at a time in my life when I was mortified by some humiliation that happened in my career. And I didn't know how to handle it and I didn't know how to navigate it. And I heard about the nation's fixer who happens to be Judy Smith. And she's actually the character that the show Scandal is written by, written after. And her book is amazing because basically what it describes to you is for everybody's major crisis that's ever happened, especially in, you know, a place of work where you're a public persona or your company's public or you're, you're, you know, you, you care about the way you look or come off of in front of your friends or your business workers or whatever it may be. Like think about the world of getting canceled, that kind of type of embarrassment, right? She explains in this book, the exact signs red flags you should call yourself off on before the crisis actually hits. Basically starting off the book with saying, you knew this was going to happen, but you let it happen. That's how crazy it is. So that's my third favorite book. I hope that helps. I like that question. I should talk more about my favorite books because I love just kind of reflecting on them. And it reminds me um, how much, how much I want to ask other people what they love to read. In fact, if you're listening to this Will you hit me up with a DM on your favorite books that you like to read? Because I do need new books. I've been buried in self-help lately, which I, I so love. But if you have other books that I should read, please DM me at the Genie Mind. Let me know what I should read. Hi, Genie. I'm messaging you from the Bay Area. I'm a big fan. Um, I'd like to know how, how you stay happy. Um, how do you not dwell over your past? And how do you keep your positive attitude on. Okay, first we have to say, because if we're from the Bay, we have to do it. Bay area. It's so annoying, I know. Um, okay, so how do I stay happy? Well, I stay happy by doing things that build me or grow me in some way. I feel better about myself when I expand 
my my knowledge, when I expand my experiences, when I expand, you know, my goals. And I feel really good about myself when I reach my goals. So the more that I continue doing that, the more that I look at myself and I'm like, ooh, Jeannie, you should be proud of yourself. You, you did this. It could be a weight goal, like maybe gaining weight or gaining a, a you know, muscle mass for me is, is something that I get really proud of. Or it could be saving enough money to buy a house. Um, for me, I love real estate and getting into real estate lately is something that I've been into. So being able to save and actually learn how to finance and afford different um, properties is really cool. I also really enjoy learning. If Even if I sit down with a friend and, sh- and he or she says something that's super, you know, um, compelling or that I didn't know before, I'm like, wait, what do you mean? Explain that to me. And when I learn, I might even dig deeper into it and find out more about it, or I might just lock it away as something that, you know, that I'm evolving from or evolving to understand. And those things make me like myself more. So when you ask me what makes me happy, honestly, keeping myself proud of me makes me happy. You know, making sure that I don't stay stuck in my own ways. Looking at little achievements that I've made, micro micro movements in my life and going, wow, I really did that. I can't believe I did that. And, and being proud of myself. And... When you said, how do you not look back at the past and and think about the bad things? That was something that I did for a really long time. I think like maybe half my life I spent looking back and going, why, why, why? And even after my divorce, I always looked back and said, why did I take so long to get a divorce? You know, 10 years. Why did it take me so long to make this decision? But now I've decided that if there's anything that kind of depresses me, like an old relationship or maybe an old mistake or, you know, something in my past that I can't. I can't go back and change. I instead say to myself, what did I learn from it? What was, what was something that I will never do again because of that? And what was laughable? You have to laugh at yourself, right? If you're the first to laugh at yourself, nobody else can. So that's really important. So I, even in my divorce, I learned I'm never going to just kind of let those red flags continue as I move forward in a relationship, which is very helpful now since I'm in a relationship and I don't want to repeat the same mistakes. I laugh at the fact that I was so checked out of my relationship that I just kind of let myself go. Like I really, I really did. I didn't take care of myself. I really don't think I shaved or did anything for like a few years, maybe three years. I, I just laugh because I'm like, wow, you were gross. And it's no wonder why you had to get divorced. Those are the type of jokes I have to make to myself in order to to get by with it. So, you know, I hope you understand that if there's parts of your life that you can just be like, bitch, what what was happening? That's going to be the the, the best way to kind of move forward. (laughs) All right. What other questions do we have? This question is, what should she wear to a job interview? Oh, I love this question. Okay. Well, don't wear what I'm wearing. This is a little severe. Um, I like wearing, honestly... I like wearing colors like the colors in the background of my, of my room here. I like to come into a job interview looking refreshing, relaxing, you know, certain for the job. I, I, and nothing against, you know, black leather, but this can be a little harsh. I think that it can, you know, any way that you can deflect having to look unapproachable is good. Making sure you don't come off hard is really good. I like soothing colors like pastels or nudes, neutrals, whites, powder blue. These colors are really pretty sage. Um, I would also 
make sure that your makeup is really awakening and fresh. Like my makeup right now has a little bit more of a dewy finish. I like that. I like people looking like they're at, they're pumped to have this job. You don't want to look super tired and dry, dehydrated. You want to look ready for the job. I also think that lip colors are really important when it comes to job interviews because you want to make sure people focus on the words that you're saying. And it when you have when I have lipstick on, it actually makes me move differently with my my words, and it makes me enunciate more because I'm just conscious about you know the fact that my 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 lips are on. So that hopes holds me accountable. I would also make sure do not wear any clothing that fits you uncomfortably. Meaning if it's too tight, you will look like it. Like if this, I've worn tops before where the bust is so tight, I'm constantly going like this. You know, I'm pulling out my shirt in order to make sure my, my buttonholes aren't popping open or if the skirt's too short. I recently did an interview and I wore a really short skirt. It wasn't an interview for a job. It was like an interview for a magazine. But I, I, I because I could not move at all because my, my skirt was so short, I just stayed really rigid. And I couldn't even move to the side towards my reporter. And so it just, you know, it, it made me come off uncomfortable. So I would really make sure that you feel comfortable in what you're wearing. You can move around in it. The colors are inviting and welcoming. And make sure your face really looks like fresh and, and jubilant. So you look like you're ready to take on this job. I hope that helps. How explains now between you and your mom? And what's your thoughts on her bio? about you at the moment. How is your relationship with Mama Mai? Because some people had noticed that they felt her bio was a little disrespectful towards you. So if anybody doesn't know us, yes, my my mom's bio with me is 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 a joke. Like it's just funny because obviously like I get that woman jobs and I'm not taking money off my mom at all, just for the record. Um, so it's just funny that she, you know, she's saying you, you're making money off of whatever. Um, my mom and I, so the reason why, um, you, this, this particular listener asked this question is because I recently posted on my YouTube show, Hello Hanay, a fight that my mom and I had. And the fight was specifically about COVID because we have different boundaries on COVID. She violated mine. And then I violated her level of respect because I, I didn't handle it well and I, and I yelled at her. So it really touched on a lot of things. It touched on, about, it touched on the boundaries of um, I've had and maybe she just feels she can override because she's older than me. And it also really touched on the unspoken rule of respect towards elders and my part that I have a problem with, even when they're wrong, like even when they're wrong, they get offended if, if I speak to them about whatever I disagree with them about. And that's a problem I have. So, so today, if you're asking, um, my mom and I are doing okay. We've just talked about it. And we also have been going to therapy. And if you watch my show, when this podcast come out, I'm actually going to be sharing an episode of us going through therapy because it'll be our very first time. My mom was very reluctant to do therapy because she thinks that therapy is for people who are crazy or sick. And she thinks she's perfectly normal. These are her words, not mine. 
I normal. I have no problem at all. Just you. So we went to therapy. I'm going to share it on Hello Honey. The new episode airs every Thursday. And I'd like to hear your thoughts on it because um, we all love Mama Mai. And you know that we were mother and daughter. You know, nothing should ever break that. But I do believe, you know, in order to coexist, I have to have boundaries. And she does too. So hopefully we can we can meet in the middle. Hey, Jeannie, how are you doing? I would love to know what your top two or three organizations are that you love to give back to. Uh, one of my favorite is Compassion, where you sponsor a child and you get to choose the country from all over the world. But what are your favorite organ- organizations that you love to give back to? That's such a great question. Thank you for telling me about Compassion, by the way. That's, that's so cool that you can pick a, a country because every country has a child in need. Thank you for that. My first one I really love, well, let, first let me tell you my requirements when it comes to an organization. I have to know, somehow know the founders. And, and what I mean by that is this. I've just, being a person who is an advocate against trafficking and person who, you know, has done and supported so many organizations, I've seen all too much how organizations can have not the right setup for the funding, not the right distribution of where people's money and time goes. And I don't like that. Right. So I like organizations where I kind of know the founders or at least have a personal reference of the founder. So I know that, that it's handled well from the top down. Second thing I go for is knowing exactly where the monies go. I can't just know, Oh yeah, it's going to this country. Like I want to know, is it going to their school system? Is it going to they're a panel of people who are going to distribute the money. Is it all going there? Is it also paying the organization? Which is all fine. I just need to know. I think it's fair to know where your money goes. So the first organization I definitely put out there is Street Dreams. And that is Jeezy's organization. So Jeezy is very, very hands-on passionate about serving inner city kids, their education systems, their recreational systems, the community. It's because he came from these type of neighborhoods. So being his partner and also seeing how he works for Street Dreams, the monies that are given are all allocated specifically to these foster homes to, I've seen him build new backyards and um, uh, new basketball courts for these kids. I've seen him donate TVs and uh, cell phones, pay off bills for families. Uh, The monies are all, all used in various ways to give the actual individuals in need the support they need to have. And then he also plugs into the leadership in these communities so that they can help foster a better future for these kids, not just on a one-time thing, but, you know, ongoing after his, his, his encounters with them. So Street Dreams, that's S-T-R-E-E-T-D-R-E-A-M-Z, is a great one. Okay, the second one, this is actually a friend of mine. It's called Crisis Text Line. And my friend started this organization specifically to help people who need a friend to talk to. It's, it's kind of a suicide hotline, but it's also just for anybody who needs a listening ear. Because at the end of the day, when we all have problems, we need to air those out with people. We need to talk to somebody and we need, and it's even better if someone listening can give us, you know, solid advice. So Crisis Text Line is an active text hotline that is working right now. And I'm going to give you the number that you can actually text and immediately you'll get a response in order to help out your needs or questions or get um, an operator to talk to you. And these are, this isn't an operator. They're all trained 
Number to text is 741-741, crisis text line. They also have a phone number where you could call, and that's an amazing place to donate if, if you um, would like to support it as well. So the third organization I'm very passionate about is an actual GoFundMe, and it is for the hashtag Stop Asian Hate. And as you all know, in the last few weeks, I've been really vocal about the pain and the victimization and the violence that has been happening towards elderly Asians, Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders out there. And so if you go to this GoFundMe, which we're going to link in this link below, you can actually pick the specific place your money can go to, whether you want to help the families that have been victimized or attacked, or you can also support the grassroots organizations that have joined together to amplify the AAPI voices. So that's Stop Asian Hate. And thank you for asking, and thank you for supporting any of these organizations. Has your mind changed about motherhood and wanting kids now that you have started a new chapter with a new man? Love you. Bye. I love you too. Thank you for that. (sighs) Do I want to have a child after 40 years of saying, I don't, I don't want a child. I will say... First, I have learned that you should never say never. And I've also learned that women, the most beautiful thing about us is that we can change our minds about anything we've made our minds up about, anything at all. And we're allowed to do that. And I also learned that When you find a partner that becomes your purpose partner, somebody that you want to build out life with, and it becomes greater than even for just you two, you see a life for your family, you see a life for the generations after you, you see the life for the community around you, you start to think differently. And so because of that, I have been thinking about it more so. I have been thinking about what life being a mom would be like for me, if I would be a great mom, if you know, I could really make that step to commit my life to serving a little little human being. And it actually excites me when I think about that. So more to come, but I just want to say that this is, I've never talked about this anywhere, ever. And it even scares me to talk about it because I've never said that before. I've never actually said I've never heard myself say that I would actually love to be a mom. And that concludes our fam questions today. I love these questions, by the way. I want you guys to know, um, for those of you who follow me on the gram, on, on socials, thank you. Whenever I ask you to submit questions, thank you for submitting them because you guys send me the best thoughtful questions. I love my fam out there so, so much. You guys are introspective. You guys are sapiosexuals. You guys love to dig deeper into, you know, the way the world works and the way people think and ask the whys behind things. And that's, that's how I geek out about conversations. So thank you for being there for me to have that backboard to, to, to talk about things and to bounce ideas off of. And thank you for listening to this podcast. I'm so passionate about this podcast because it's my connection to you out there and what you're thinking and what we should be learning about and how we should be breaking bread together. So I love you for that. I love that you can get personal with me and ask me really, really 
thoughtful questions that I would never talk about anywhere else, but you'll always find the truth with me here and on my YouTube series, Hello Honey. So, and pretty much any work that I do, you'll always get the honest answers because it's me, Jeannie Mai. So thank you so much, you guys. Please rate and review this podcast only because I love reading what you guys say about each episode. It teaches me what you guys like to see and hear more of. And until then, follow me on the gram, DM me. I'm always reading your guys' comments. And thank you so much for following my work, guys. I love you. Mwah. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey.